Hey guys, I've been trialling some revolutionary new swim tech and now you can get your hands on it too. This is EO Swim Better, a swimming evolution in the palm of your hands. Improve your technique with EO Swim Better. Analyze your stroke technique with EO's Swim Better handset. Go to eolab.com, use code BRETT at checkout and save 10%. Former swimmers, looking for a way to give back to the sport in New York City? Reach out to Imagine Swimming. Since 2002, they've been the premier learn to swim school with international and American staff, including Olympic champions, Anthony Irvin and Eric Vent. Imagine Swimming offers infant to adult classes, plus competitive team options, water polo, and an artistic swimming club coached by an Olympic silver medalist. With flagship locations across Manhattan and Brooklyn, Imagine is always looking for the next generation of swimmers to pass on their knowledge and passion for swimming. We're back. Look at What's this. Up? We've got the boys. We're, we're all back. <laughs> feel like, it feels like we was going live every day for like a month, and then we've just mm. like not been live for a month. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And, and we haven't even talked to each other basically in a month. No. I mean, for the no. most part. Mm -mm. Needed some Everyone time this week. Scattered. Just, yeah. Mm. Brett's been trapping. Kurt's been trapping. How are you this morning? We're already out of sync, see? Yeah, it's already <laughs> happening. <laughs> a little rusty. Let's go around the room. Where is everybody? Kurt, where are you at, man? Uh, I'm at Heathrow Airport. I'm getting ready to fly back to New York after three weeks in. Ireland and Scotland off the back of that um, European under 23 meet in Dublin, which was uh, by all accounts, a big success. A lot of fun. It was good. Mm, beautiful, mate. What about you, Sonny? I'm, uh, I'm coming from Hong Kong. Oh, look at that. I've got a welcome to Hong Kong. They know. AR mm. Hong Kong. Oh. Yeah, I'm in, I'm in Hong Kong. Been here since last Wednesday and um, just doing a bit of coaching and also just a little bit of tourist, tourist, touristing as well. Mm. It's been fun so far. Beautiful. Are you up in a hotel room? What's going on? Yeah, I'm just in, just in a, ho a hotel. I've got like a month stay in this hotel. And wow. I've got, got, got a free upgrade on the first day, which uh, it's always a nice touch. Nice. You got mm. that speedy Wi-Fi too, huh? So good. Best Wi-Fi I've ever had in my life. I'm loving it. Yeah. <laughs> I upload real quick. I know, wow. Everyone's loving that, the Hong Kong look. Are, you, are we all from Hong Kong here? We've got some Hong yeah. Kongers. <laughs> they must know from your IP address. They're just, they're just shipping it out. They're just feeding it to people in Hong Kong that like swimming. Well, I'm back. I'm back from my little trip. I got back from uh, Bali, Singapore, Jakarta. Did the Australia. Did the, did it all. So I'm finally back and settling into life in Cali again. So the, the sun is doing its usual thing, coming up, and it's going to be a beautiful day in Cali again. So how's my boy yeah. Michael Clem doing? He's doing okay, you know. He's doing okay. He's got, um, he's got his, uh, you know, health problem that he's dealing with in terms of the, um, I don't know exactly the name of it. Uh, it's got some long name, but it's uh, some neurological disorder. Disorder it affects his legs, and it's kind of working its way up a little bit. You know, it's it's, it's hit his calves, so he can't really um, hold himself up real well. So he's he's got these. Uh, Kind of uh, prosthetic things that he's using on his legs now, but uh, he can walk around. But yeah, you just don't know how things those things are going to progress. And and so I, it was a chance to get out there. And um, I don't know what Carrie's doing back there. That's all right. Can't even hear her. Don't you? Um. <laughs> God, it's loud as hell. I don't know how you can't. <laughs> it's not hear that it. loud. Okay. Um, so he's doing his thing, but, uh, yeah, he's, he's, it's good. It's good to catch up with him. He's uh he's a good man and he's got a big following. He does a lot of things for the community and he's, he's doing good stuff in Bali. And then, um, yeah, we had, we had some really good trips. So it was kind of just a little, little world tour like Kurt, Kurt's doing. So it's nice to get out and see the world a little bit, you know, it gives you some new perspectives and reminds you of some things. So yeah, it's really good to do it. You saw your mommy? Saw mom and dad, um, yeah, got engaged. Got engaged. Yeah, look okay, at this. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Oh, oh, on cue. On cue. Let's go back again. Let's go. Let's go live. Oh, 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 oh there. It's always twisted on her. I don't know. There we go. Boom. There you go. Congrats, guys. Yeah, nice. we got, got engaged. So did that, and um, 
Yeah, kind of been doing all sorts of things. So, yeah, nice to catch up with everybody again. It's good to Lots see your faces. Bronchitis. Oh, mate, the bronchitis. Do not get bronchitis. That's death. That's 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 eminent death. You gotta work your way out of that. I was flying back actually, and it was kind of hitting about as hard as it ever hit on the on the flight back. And mate, I couldn't breathe. I could. I was coughing. I was. I sounded awful. I felt terrible for the plane because I was oh my like, "Gosh, dude, you're just infecting." I was, I was one of those guys. I was. I was that guy coughing. And uh, now I, I kept it pretty pretty calm, but I just couldn't breathe the whole flight. And I was like, "I'm gonna die on this flight." Can, can you drop that little oxygen mask? How long are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So no, we had a, we had a good trip. It's been a whirlwind. Yeah, like it seems like a lot has gone on since the last time we got together. So it's been it's nice to catch up with everybody again. What yeah, about you, mate? It's, it's the Olympic year. You know, it's it's uh it's it's all happening. We're less than a year out. You know, it's a, you can almost feel it. Yeah. Uh, you can feel it from like the sponsors calling us. Uh, I think everyone wants to try to get into doing some sort of sponsorship as we lead up to this thing all eyes are going to be on every single swim meet every every little meet becomes a big meet in terms of the preparation so it's it's uh you know we still got the whole war in ukraine is the, are the russians going to be allowed it at, to swim at the olympics it's it's uh there's there's a lot of questions that need to be answered is caleb dressel going to get diesel again is he going to get strong back in the pool there's just so much going on you know mm. Mm. Yeah, there's a lot of meets. There's a lot of meets in the, just to finish off the year. There's a lot of meets in the next three months, really, when you look through them. So, um, yeah. What what it, is what is in the next ninety days or so? What's the, what's the rest of the what's the last quarter look like, Kurt? Well, so I good. guess if you're looking at well, for starters, it's start of September now. So all the swimmers that were probably racing worlds are getting back into their programs. You'd think starting in September, um, we've got World Junior Champs first week of September in in Israel um, from a Aussie perspective, we've got Australian short course champs mid-September, um, Asian Games in Hangzhou here in um, at the end of September, and then we go into October. You got those three World Cup legs in Berlin, Athens, and Budapest, or Pan Am Games in Buenos Aires in Argentina in yeah. late October, and then um, yeah, we go from there. I think uh, we've got European short course in December, and then you start getting into that. Um, I know back in Australia, all those state, the state champs across December, January, um, the new year. But like I said, I think you, you see the swimmers divided into two very different groups here. Um, the ones that missed world champs um, and are looking to get some race practice, um, those coming back from injury and those coming back from time away. So there's a lot of opportunities for them, of course, with world champs also in Doha in February as well. And then just to see how that connects in with... Um, you know, those swimmers that have had a big international year already and just trying to get back into the program and, and get their Olympic campaign um, on track. And then for us, we got co we got college swimming about to start. You know, like there's already pictures. All the college teams are back, back together. I know Sonny's not a big fan of the short course yards and everything, but, um, you know, it is huge in, in America. And then we, we we've got the Tier Pro Swim Series. Those meets are all, almost always long course now. They're those are big stepping stones for the Americans leading up. And then uh, when's, when's world championships? Doha? Feb is that February? Uh, fe yeah, February. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. it, it is, um, are y'all going to that, Sonny? If Brett's game, I'll go race with Brett. Only if Brett goes. I think so. Look, I got an invite to come out and um, actually have VIP access. And uh, they're going to put me up in a hotel and – and give me access actually to the world championships too, and then the the and then the world masters is straight after it. So it's like, well, I could go spend three or four weeks in Doha and be a VIP and get a little racing with Sunny in. Why not? That's yeah, it'd be nice to see do some coverage from um well from there on pool deck or you know do a rap show from from each night because it's going to be a wild world championships. It's going to be. Um, you know, very odd. Like I said, a lot of swimmers coming back from injury or a time away. Some swimmers that just want to keep, um, you know, would Sarah drop in just to keep her record, Katie drop in and just to keep her world championship record going in the 800? Um, would Kyle Chalmers pop in just to defend his 100 um, title? Like, he's the kind of guy that would just do that. I think you, I wouldn't be surprised if you don't see a lot of one-off swims, in and outs kind of thing. A bit like the men's, probably the men's 4 by one freestyle relay for the Brit team. They might probably go in, bash that relay out, do the job, get out, get back into into training. It's going to be interesting to see what what country does what. Like, What's their strategy? Are they going to send their full team? Or are they going to opt out or what? Um, 
but there's still going to be a lot of money on the line, right? I mean, World Aquatics is forking over a bunch of money for these world champ for these world titles, and you still become a world champion. So, um, if you're looking for a paycheck, we've got to bump the incentive up, don't you? Because the, it's not a huge incentive unless you put the money on the line to come out of your, especially for those in the southern hemisphere, um, to come out. Um, it's a long, it's a long way um, to get there. Even from the US, it's a long, it's a long way to get in there. And yeah, I'm, but I'm sure I mean, the USA swimming pays for us to go over there. You know, that's that's all paid for. But what do you what do you what do you make to win a world title like twenty grand or something? Right? I don't know what it is at this meet, but there's going to be a lot of money out there. I think it's only the teams that have quite hard, tough trials that are going to maybe be different. I think all the smaller nations that have got their Olympic qualification, they'll go. They'll go, you know, like, if you've already got your Olympic qualification back, you'll go. It's, 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 it's the America, the Australia, the Britain, the Canada. They're the only teams, I think, are going to be, like, up in the air whether or not they go. And what about Hong Kong, mate? Uh, you got some insights into Hong Kong? What's happening out there? Who, who's going from Hong Kong? Hong Kong will go. Hong Kong will go, yeah, for sure. Um, Siobhan? Uh, it's, it's probable, yeah, yeah. You've got to remember, someone like Siobhan's qualified for the Olympics. She's going to the Olympics now. She, right. she that's, that's done and dusted. She, there's no mm. will she, won't she. You know, mm. Hong Kong mm. are simple. You you get the, the FINA A time, you go to the, the, the Olympics. If, yeah, if I, yeah. They will take every single swimmer that gets a, gets a cut. They're, right now, three three people have got a cut. Siobhan, um, Ian, who swims at Virginia Tech with Sergio Lopez in the 53. And they've got a 200 backstroke girl. So they've got three qualifiers so far. Mm. Yeah. Right. Siobhan hit a, a PB in the 53 recently as well. and um, This weekend just gone. Yeah, she went 24 4. Yeah. Um, new national oh, wow. record. Mm. She's on Paul's side, have got like all the national records. She has the 200 breast short course national record from like when she was 16, nine years ago, 223. She's mega talented. Got a good set tonight. Yeah. Did she, um, did you get, did you get footage of that? Of the what? The 24 4. No, no, it, it was happened the day before I arrived. Oh, okay. But she pushed about five twenty-six points in training tonight. You know, so she's looking good. Wow. And Asian Games is a big factor for her as well. Like, it's a, that's a huge part of, um, you it's, know, her. It's, Kurt, it's the commies. It's the commies over here. For, for, for these guys here, it's the commies. You know, you win Asian Games, that's just massive, right? Um, yeah. So... Yes, it's, it's, and it's, it's kind of created this really long extended season because she's been going since everyone who went to Worlds has been going. She's been going since September last year. And actually, because she had an injury that took her out from Worlds last year, she kind of got back to it a little earlier than everyone else anyway. So she's on this like 16-month-long season. And already you, you we're thinking about the Olympics because, you know, that's under a year away. So... She's got a, got a long, kind of crazy long season, but she's managing herself really well. She's doing some great work. and she's, so, you're she's going, so you're going to Hangzhou? No, I'm not. I'm going to see no, Brett. But she's going. She's going, yeah. Okay. Because that's where Asian games are. Yeah. Maybe I should go because that's where we make clocks. You should yeah. definitely go. It's yeah. in like three weeks and four days because yeah. we, we write it on every practice how long we yeah. got. Um, that's uh, Soon Young's uh, hometown, by the way. Oh, there yeah. we go. He might be there. Hey, check out this special guest. Eggsy! Sure. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. What up, girl? G'day, 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 guys. It might be a bit windy, so I'm just going to try and, and the wifi might not be as great. So flip your, flip your phone sideways. <laughs> yeah, Bingo. full screen. Boom. Get the full name you in the back. What's, this, what's the name of this thing in the back here? Amarantos. Uh, yeah. Okay. Where are you at? I'm trying. I'm uh, actually in uh, Mykonos in Greece. Oh, Mykonos. <laughs> <laughs> Looks horrible. Lovely yeah, place. Yeah, it's, it's pretty horrible. So, uh, yeah, it's been pretty cool. So I just had a little holiday, which is nice. Mm. Phyllis, I saw you at the Olympic. You you went to the first Olympic stadium. You were, you were doing a workout. What, what, what have you been doing the last month? Yeah, so – yeah, we went to um, the stadium. So it was the first, uh, I think it was 1896. Uh, the first modern Olympics was held there. So that was pretty special. Um, and we don't really do normal holidays. So we thought we'd do a workout in the stadium because mm. why not? Like it's, it's mm. fun. So we actually did every stair. So we ran up every stair. 
Mm. It was about over 5,000 steps. So my calf muscles today are hurting. <laughs> um, but it was cool. It was like, um, I don't know, it was really special. Um, I went into the Olympic Museum as well, so that was pretty cool. Um, but, yeah, just to be surrounded by so much history and um, I felt, like, really connected to the, you know, to the stadium and, and that's where it all began and, and it's, you know, what you have when you're a kid and you have a dream and it was cool. So it's cool where it all started from. Mm. That's awesome. When, when do you live in Greece? Where are you, are you going back? Uh, no, it's still got two weeks, so we're going to uh, another island tomorrow. So we're just kind of island hopping at the moment. So I'm going to try and work on this tan. <laughs> oh, You're looking good. tan. Yeah, we had it. I brought my goggles over, so we're doing a little bit of swimming, which is nice. Swimming nice. in the uh, islands here is, I think it should be a sport. <laughs> it's better than following the black line at the moment. I actually have an Olympic ring, um, beautiful ring. Uh, I actually bought it in Mykonos when I was there. There you go. Yeah, so go That's go down cool. and have a look at the jewelers uh, down in Mykonos. There's some nice jewelers down there. You might pick up a nice yeah, there's, Olympic ring. Yeah, there's some pretty big bling here. That's for sure. Mm. Yeah, good spot. Party right. town. I can... She's saying she's working out, but she's doing a little party, and don't worry about that, Mykonos. <laughs> <laughs> Masters, yeah, I've, I've definitely said no to the Masters. So, do you do you want to say no yes though? No. Are you I mean, sure? I, Everyone's, I, I, everyone's yeah. doing it. Everyone's starting to do it. Look, Brett's Brett got a suit and goggles. Yeah. What about Andrew Waterstein's doing it short course? He, Andrew Waterstein bashed out what a twenty-two something short course. He's not doing short course. He, he races every year, and Andrew races every year. Yeah. He's fast. Um, yeah. He's Set the scene. It's Doha. World Masters Championships, mm. mixed medley relay, a favorite event. You jump in, beautiful backstroke leg. Mm. Somehow from a PB, 58.5. <laughs> Brett, Brett's fiance dives in breaststroke leg. Beautiful. She's on PB form. Mm. Mm. I, I have to summon a courage to 100 fly. No one wants it, but it means <laughs> Brett can anchor. It means Brett can anchor, and he goes all in. Flip 21.9. It hurts. He comes back in 32, but we still mm. take the win. We still take mm. the win. It's a 21 to the 50. It's 31 on the back end, but we take the win. Mm. We're world champions, Megan. Tell me you don't want that. Tell me. Oh, gave me goosebumps, Sonny. That just gave me goosebumps. And just to make it better, Kurt and Nate are on the mics. Kurt and Nate are commentating it live on Pornstar. Oh, I want this. Come on, Megan. Oh, it's, that sounds pretty intriguing, actually. Maybe I'll yeah. just do. I'll just. I'll keep. I'll keep my. I'll keep my speedos on. I'll keep the. I'll keep the body kind of ticking over the shoulders. So never mm. say never. I'll never say never. I'll never say no. That's it. You're right there. Why yep. not? That's it. And actually, uh, American Olympic trials this year or next year, they're having the Masters National Championships at the same time, right? Yes. In that pool, am I am I correct? No, on that? Road, no, right? it's no. at IU. Yeah, yeah. It's the next pool over. But we could go to the we could watch the swimming and then go compete and then run back and watch the limit trials again. Mm, yeah, yeah we're not motivation. <laughs> it's getting bigger all the time. The Masters competition, like uh, Len just announced, the European Masters short course champs, and that's super popular. So every year it comes around. It's just more and more participants and. Um, um, obviously, yeah, former athletes or um, weekend warriors with disposable income, the kids have left home, and um, you know mm. they want to be as fit as possible. Actually, I'm just about like to uh, I'm just about to announce a public uh, partnership with my with Swimstrong Dryland here, Kurt. This little sponsor underneath you, Swimstrong Dryland. Um, they're going to come onto my website, and we're going to offer some Dryland four different Dryland Masters. Um, programs on my website um that's coming this week so we're going to drop that um and they've they've put that all together and they've and they showed me what they did it's it's really good stuff so now um people can come on and get swimming workouts and sunny's on sunny's website my website and then uh, they can get some dry land workouts as well which will be professionally done so that's going to be pretty cool so yeah the master's thing is is building I'm, i get people from all around the world reaching out to me i know sunny does too so it's like there's, there's thousands of people out there wanting to do this. It's going to be it's fun, you know? Talking of things yeah, going on right now, fun. I mean, I was going to say, Adam Peaty's announced a Masters meet in the UK, but it's under flat because it crap clashes with a 
very popular oldest Time Masters meet in the same town. So, But also, Adam Peaty this weekend has done his second Sprinting with the Stars. And they've hired the London Aquatic Centre out. And basically, you, you're a kid, you enter the breaststroke, you race against Adam Peaty. You race the freestyle, David Popovich is there. You race him. Um, the women have their, you know, there's women swimmers there as well, elite women's. I think maybe Sydney Pickman's there, Anna Hopkin. Really cool event. So it doesn't matter what stroke you enter, you rate, and they have like a head start. So the kids go, and then basically Adam Pete, you have his new chest tattoo, chases them down. Oh, he got another new tattoo? Oh, he got another tattoo? Yeah, he got right. another tattoo? So, uh, Sonny, and your Petey's Petey's in full tilt for, for Paris now? I have no idea. I know as much as you, yep. Kurt. I mean, I've seen him <laughs> race kids at the Swimming with the Stars, but I mean, yeah. Is that on? Is that is that actually happening now, Swimming with the Stars? It's, it's happened today. It looked, it looked oh. pretty pretty cool. I mean, they're, they're running some cool events. And I mean, I, I think clinics for kids, and I know you just don't like, I think they're really informative and they're really good. But I think, like, there's something special about actually standing on the blocks and racing someone like, you know, Popovich right now. And, He's shaking everyone's hands afterwards. He's giving them a pat on the back. And, you know, I, I think that's super cool. Stand on the blocks looking eye to eye at someone like a Luke Greenback. That's so cool. Good yeah, idea. I think the thing that we've lost in swimming as well is that, like, the magic of a handicap. When you know what your personal best time is and you can get everyone, like, bang on and everyone goes off at a different starting time and everyone gets to finish against their, you know, their favourite swimmer within, you know, a second of each other. It's, it's super exciting. It's really fun. It just adds another element that, Sometimes we forget in um, in elite swimming. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, what else is going on, Nate? That's happening. So uh, I know, Sonny, Sonny, you mentioned you're coming out to me, and we're going to do some stuff together. You're going to be sleeping in this bed back here, by the way. Oh, yes. Yeah. So Sonny's going to come out for a period of time. What? When's that happening? And what's going on before that? Um, I mean, I'm here. I'm here in Hong Kong now until. 19th of September, so the next day the team go and fly to Hangzhou for the, the Asian Games. So I'm, I'm, I'm helping out with the prep all the way until that. And uh, I then fly to Tokyo, which is mainly it's a vacation. My girlfriend's meeting me out there, but um, I'm also going to check out hopefully Mizuno and Arena Japan, some cool, cool. stuff, like a couple of programs. And then I'll be making my way to, to LAX. Um, and you're going to be getting back from your little second world tour. And um, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna make some videos. I, I want to go visit some programs, and you know, I think I think that between the two of us, we can make some some world class content. Yeah, speaking yeah. of world class content, Brett made some world class content yesterday. Spent three hours with Dave Salo, Sprint Whoa. Salo, three hours, Whoa. bro. Mm, yeah, I tell him what happened, Brett. <laughs> That's pretty cool. So I went to Salo's ranch. He's got a ranch. He named it after his dog. His dog's named Pace, and. Uh, and we went down to the Pace Ranch and down in San, San Diego. Beautiful, beautiful spot too, by the way. He's got he's got about um, 20 acres down there and um, gorgeous. And so we, we go down, we uh, have a nice lunch and we, we do some filming. And it's real hot out there, real dry, real hot. So we decided to set up outside. So we put the camera up, we set up. And then the dogs were kind of playing around. So Carrie had to take the dogs away to get them off, off the screen. So we're... We're sitting there, we have a beautiful conversation for about three hours. And when I say beautiful conversation, we talked about some stuff. We got some stuff down. I was like, oh, my God, this is incredible. So I go back, I check the footage. The uh, the camera had overheated at about the 30-minute mark. And um, so we got the first 30 minutes, and we lost about two hours worth of beautiful, beautiful content. I mean, we talked about some stuff, real good stuff, especially uh, this this topic. <laughs> yeah, Sonny, that's exactly how I felt. This topic of, um, uh, you know, I asked him to, to state the case against aerobic base. Give me the case against aerobic base. And he went in and he detailed it out and he verbalized it and he just, and we got it all on film and then... Uh, no, we didn't. The camera had overheated, didn't get it. So I'm devastated. So I'm actually going to go to practice tomorrow morning and I'm going to take the first 30 minutes and I'm just going to give my little spiel of what happened and then Nate's going to cut back into the practice tomorrow and we're going to start talking about some of this stuff again. I'm going to re-film re it. Um, but uh, yeah, not, not real happy with my camera gear right now. Pretty pissed. 
Mm-hmm. Took took an L over the weekend. The conversation was too hot. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was. Actually, you know what? Speaking of too hot, we talked about Bob Barman. We talked about Caleb Dressel. And he, he, he went he went he went in. He went in. So oh my god, I'm so upset with myself. Tired of settling for less than the best with your team's dryland program? Swimstrong Dryland is the answer you've been looking for. With world-class dryland programming for every age group, customized to fit your team's needs, nutritional coaching and education centered on the latest evidence-based research, leadership training and character development to promote an athlete-driven culture, sports psychology education and mental skills training, coaches' corners to promote collaboration, data-driven performance analysis, and an unrivaled family of athletes, coaches, and teams, fast swimming starts here. It's just too spicy. Too spicy. Too spicy. It was too spicy. Tomorrow we have Mia O'Leary. Damn. Uh, uh, Mia, yeah. yeah. Mia. Mia, you know Mia, Megan? Yeah, she trains out with trains at Bond. Yep. With, uh, mm-hmm. is it, I'm pretty sure with Flynn Southam. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, she's an up-and-coming superstar of uh, Oz Juniors. So she's trying to make that leap, obviously, into the uh, Oz Open team. So, mm-hmm. um, And I just saw that the World Juniors is on, I think, in like eight days, maybe or so, yeah. I saw Flynn Southam's getting ready for that. So he still qualifies with that, which is pretty cool. He's obviously had like a little bit of a break after Worlds, and then he's keen to get some more racing in, which is cool. Um, so yeah, I think he wants to improve a little bit more on that hundred freestyle um, from Worlds, especially. So yeah, it's good. It'll be interesting to see what Mia says. She's a, yeah, she's a really really good athlete coming up. Yeah, I think current, you know, like current, what you just did out there is shine light on these young up and coming kids, you know, and that's kind of what I'm trying to do. So like you, you probably, you probably know more of them now than I do but from what you just did out at the, at the uh, European under 23. So yeah, what was that experience like to see some of those young ones? Yeah, it was a, it was a party like atmosphere and um, the kids that next generation, they just, um, for lack of a better, a better expression, but they just kill you with kindness. They're also nice and they're also friendly. And uh, when it comes to racing time, they can really step up and do some damage. And we discussed before Dan Whiffen and Ireland Irish Swimming, and I got to do a big shout out to Sarah Keane, who's the um, the CEO um, of Swimming Ireland, and she's also the president of the Olympic um, Irish Olympic Federation. Um, she just put on just a fantastic show. Um, the fir- it's the first time that I've had a major swim meet um, in in Ireland in over a decade. So, um, yeah, it was a big step for them. Um, the crowds were fantastic. Um, I co-commentated with Andy Bree, former two-time Olympian breaststroker. He's commentating the races, up, running up and down the pool deck barefoot, going mental. And um, Ireland topped the medal table, which was great for them. And, you know, Dan Whiffen went at 14.35.7. It was only point. 8-8 off his, you know, PB in the 1500. Um, uh, Mona McSharry won the 5100-200 triple in the breaststroke. And they're really close, Irish, and they're really close with, between those two to winning a medal at the Olympics next year. And um, hopefully, you know, they can do that and, and break the door down. And um, I don't think they're too far away from hosting a, you know, a European championship meet there in Ireland. Um, yeah, it's a great place to be. But, there, yeah, some brilliant swimmers. Even from the US, it was great to see um, Isabel Stadden um, race there, you know, she, um, out of Cal Berkeley, a backstroker, she's mm-hmm. going to be, you know, something special. I think, um, she just has that X factor. Um, Sven Schwartz, um, young German boy went like a seven forty one seven. Germany just has so much depth oh, in both men's ridiculous. and women's, um, distance freestyle and ridiculous. Um, and you throw in Isabel Ghost as well, who had a brilliant world championships and she won the four, eight, 1500, um, free triple. So um, were the Chinese yeah, there? Um, no, 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 China. It was the only visitors, the only visiting countries were US. Um, the South African boys came, um, Sates and um, Cotier. Um, they had a pretty good, you know, pretty good welcome back after missing worlds. And I think there were a couple from Zimbabwe as well. So, so it was a European yeah, meet, but you could get invited to come. Yeah, just had some inv- invitationals as well. So just to open it up. And then obviously, if you were the first, if you if the American won it, then they'd be first. Um, you know, gold medalist, and then you'd have first first European, yeah, visitor, kind oh. of visitor thing. So we made it, we made it work. It was big music, big atmosphere, and um, mm. yeah, I think it's something that um, the, any any swimmer that went there would be pretty, um, you know, pretty excited to go back and, and do it again. So um, yeah, got a first look at Peter Mitson as well, Bulgarian kid that. Um, oh yeah, the, the, those world junior records. He's a he's a really cool. Yeah, he's a cool guy as well, and 
definitely he's going to be big? something. He's not as big as you think. Yeah, he's he's not as tall as you'd think. Um, but again, just lovely, like just lovely. They're also nice, such nice personalities, and and they know. I think this next generation understands with swimming. If you don't promote yourself, then no one else is going to do it for you. They need mm-hmm. so they're on the socials. They're and obviously Dan Whiffen's the poster child for this. He knows. He if he's got to tell you about it, and he's after it. And he's you know he's doing yeah. a great service for the sport, and for sure. they they have to do they have to do this. And um, just watching. Um, just a side note as well, but watching the World Athletics Champs as well. And I was just so awesome to see Noah Lyles come out. Obviously, the sprinter, US, won the 100-200 double. I think the first time since Bolt. And he's like, I'm the world champion. And then he turns on his US um, other sports and he's like, it upsets him when he sees, you know, whoever winning the, you know, the NBA title and calling themselves world champions. He's like, <laughs> or the baseball or whatever, the World Series. He's like, no, 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 no. That's just in America. Like, I, this is world championships, mate. This is what world champion means. So... Uh, the NBA yeah. guys were a bit up, a bit upset by it, um, but it's. I, I know, love it's that. I love that he did that. I love, he yeah. did. He picked the. He picked the wrong sport, though, man. He should have gone with NFL. Just go NFL. Like he, he went NBA. First of all, he went after all his, all his brothers, all his rich brothers, famous, and um, and they're all like the best, the best basketball players in the world playing the NBA. It's a world yeah. league. Like it's so stupid. Like it. He, and he just kept harping on the NBA. I said, I was like, go NFL, go NFL. But no, he wouldn't go there. And then he just opened him up and then they've clipped it and they've put this out. This thing's gone viral. I love that he's, you know, getting a voice and he's putting it out there and he's winning world titles and that. But like he came in too hard with the wrong message and he looks like an idiot now. He really does. <laughs> no, I like it. I like it because he, the same as you look at the Premier League here in, in England, you know, it's the best, the majority of the best players in the world playing the Premier League. You win the Premier League, you're not the world football champions, you know? So I, I think it's nice just to see some Americans, you know, not afraid to stand up to, like you said, um, guys that are paid insane amounts of money and sometimes they probably um, push it over the top. But maybe you're right, it's, it's a better example in football than it is in NBA. But it's still, like you said, to have the world champions on your hat is, it's, it's very silly. <laughs> Yeah, you just got a lot of people off his side. Uh, as an American, you don't need you don't need all those guys hating you. You know, like they, you need you need them to love you and embrace you. But uh, he just went straight for the hate. <laughs> he got it. And it's just swimming in track and field. They're just it's never going to be basketball and football. It's just not. And all, all these people want to say that it's just not. It's not ever going to be ever. Well, track and field's got a better chance because at least you can see their faces as they run. You can't you can't see a swimmer. Certainly so. helps, but like there's there's so much track and field. Like I, I don't really know anything about track and field, and it's hard to follow just for me because I don't. There's hundreds of events. I, I this is this is what swimming has a problem with too, right? It's like you turn on the TV, you're watching swimming, you're like, what what is this? Like what I don't I don't you just, unless you're in swimming, how do you know? Yeah. And now you got jackpot bonus points that if you go out fast, no, just kidding, just kidding. Track and field has more money than swimming. And they also have like the benefit of like different stuff going on. So between heats, whatever, you go and see a guy throw a ball and jump and stuff like that. So oh, I don't man. I'm joking. It's a, real, it's a really heavy ball. Yeah. It's a really heavy ball. Like six pounds. No, it's, I don't know. Track and field is still a long way in the future. Like, advanced and financial you know yeah. sponsors like, like you can be like pretty good like as in like a ju- junior gb athlete and you can have an adidas or a nike sponsor that's paying like solid money like six figures money you could be the best swimmer in the world and not have that contract if you come from a certain country so you know Caesar Cielo. yeah yeah not well i'll good. tell you what can help as well the factor that um in the u.s the college system you know what they race track they race in meters. They race in the metric system. They don't race in yards. The last 100-yard race in the NC2As was 1975. So when you can go Damn. and watch a meet in, you know, track and field college, the times all correlate with the rest of the world. You know how fast that is. You know yeah, that's yeah. where they sit. You can compare Good it. Point. Whereas then when we go back into the yard system, and, you know, I, I love America. It's a country that's been fantastic to me. But um, you want to know why college swimming isn't as popular as it should be and doesn't get the kudos that it deserves. It's because you're not racing in meters. Change it to meters and they will come and the interest will come and it, the international, you know, viewpoint. And America will, well. will get better at swimming. 
that's the biggest that's like the biggest thing for me right it's like um, if america switched we can't we have all these yards pools we got thousands of yards pools it's not going to happen well, but, I don't know, Nate. You know, the debate against that is that the Americans are better because they swim yards because their skills are better. Their underwater yeah. are better. Their no, turns, no, no, no. their starts. Yeah. That's what everybody says. Mia, Mia O'Leary just said that on the podcast. Yeah, she said that we're better at underwaters, and she's got to go back and get better underwaters. But guess what? They're sw- they're out swimming us. You know, <laughs> like there's 12 girls in Australia that beat our best girl mm. in, in the hunter freestyle. It's crazy. Maybe that being aside, that's a good point, Kurt. Very good point. Well, it is. I get tired of. I, yeah, I get tired of swimmers complaining, like, and uh, especially those that are just obsessed with the college system. Um, and I get it. It's tradition. It's history. Um, but it just. At what point? How long can this go on for? Um, I, it just seems like a pretty simple change. If it, and is, am I fair to say that college swimming is dying? Or no? no. Or is no. It, college, is, college swimming is thriving. It's, and they love college. Uh, you would say you would say thriving. I would say thriving. I would say it's, it's I would insane. say stagnant. No, no, no. College swimming was the best it's been ever this year. No, people love it. No, no, mm-hmm. it's not stagnating. But all I was going to say on the point you was making is: Do the athletes like the track and field? Do they have like an indoor season and an outdoor season? How do they get two seasons? And like, why can't America, the, the, the swimmers get a yard season and a long course season? Do yeah. yards for. September and October, then go long course from November onwards. Like, well, I mean, well, we we do. I mean, in America, there's a short course season that runs basically September to May, and then the whole summer is long course. That's how oh, the whole summer, the, the whole, whole summer, summer after nine months of yards, <laughs> sixty-eight days are long course. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, but- if you think college swimming is going so well. Go, uh, go have a look at NC2A's college on socials, on Instagram. Have a look at the views. And then compare the views of the swimming to, to the track and field college views. And then it's not night and day. It's like universe. It's a universe is different. But that's, because that's, that's just comparing sports. That's like saying watch a Premier League versus the world champs in anything. Like, it's not comparable. Like... But it's two college. It's surely track college and swimming college are two very comparable sports. Two two college football teams can get eighty thousand people come watch them play. Like it's it's just because it's college. It's it's not comparable. College swimming is doing very well. Yeah, yeah. College swimming is doing very very well. Yeah. It is interesting. Like this, you know, swimming is this small sport, and then inside of swimming are all these other niches, and one of the niches is college swimming, right? And like. You guys see it all the time. We, I know we see it in our comments. Sonny certainly sees it in, in his comments. People send me emails about Sonny and how this guy hates short course yards. <laughs> this guy's a piece of junk, you know, because he's such a hater. I love yards. I love watching yards. <laughs> they freaking love yards, man. They uh, they really do. Well, I know <laughs> Megzi and I hate it, so. Yeah. I just don't get it. Like, I just, there's nothing to compare it to. You guys, I mean, it's college. But there's nothing like Australians. We don't get it, and there's no point for us to follow it because we don't actually know if it's fast or if it's not. We only go by the records. Obviously, that's fast because he broke a record. And for us, it's uh, and for the rest of the world, it's like, yep, they're they're breaking records. It must be fast. But it's just annoying because you could swim like four strokes. So like your free swimming is actually not very fast. It's just your turns. You're executing your start and your turn. So, yeah, but the uh, you know, you know like, the the half a million Americans watching it don't care if the three thousand Australians aren't. Yeah, watching but just it, you know? put it but put it to meters, and you probably have a little bit more interest in it. Like hurts it. Like you would probably get more views if you put it in meters. I guarantee you'll probably get a lot more people watching it, and a lot more people maybe wanting to go into that system because they want to see meters, and it's like short course. College so, swimming. College swimming has. It's the last team sport in swimming. Like without the ISL, college swimming is the last time people, and more than ISL. Who did you support in ISL? Did you just pick a team out of a hat, or did you know one of the swimmers on a team? College swimming, people die for their team. Like yep. it's it's a team like nothing else, and that will get people watching. And to be completely frank, why do they care if some guy in Aussie, Australia, or UK watches NCAA? Like people love it. They, they go crazy for jewel meets. They go crazy for conference. It's, uh, and I think it's really cool. What watch it? Honestly, it's freaking awesome. Like I love watching NCAA's. It's yeah. an epic meet. 
Yeah, and Americans don't go to swim in Australia. Australians go to swim no. in America. It's, it's, it's the other way No, around. but I'm just saying, like, I would be so much more interested. And I know they don't care if, like, I'm watching or other Aussies are watching, but I would probably follow it more because I'd understand or I'd get straight away the, the meters. Like, if it was in meters, I'd be like, oh, that's a fast time or, damn, like, that's really slow. Or I would just have so much more interest in it if it's meters, short course meters. Whereas yards, I'm like, yeah, cool, no idea. And I don't have any interest in following it. So, And some of the swimmers, I'd like to follow their career through, you know, like through their swimming career, but in yards. I well, I think, like you, I think the point you're making is that <laughs> is that all sports have gone into this entertainment world. They didn't, it never used to be about entertainment, right? It used to be about competition. And who's and, the fastest and, person in the world? Team against teams, you know, things like that. Yeah. You know, so it was all, it was always about, holding a trophy up and, and having a competition. Now it's about eyes and eyeballs. And um, like Kurt just said, you know, having, having an event, right? Like he, he just went to an event where it was more than just a competition. And that's where sport is going. I think that's what you're saying is like, look, if we want, if we want eyeballs on college swimming in the future, you got to turn it into an event that everybody can relate to. And I think that's your point, which is a fair point. I don't know if Americans are even considering at all changing it to, you know, away from yards. That's their baby. That's their thing. It's and, and all the pools are built for yards, set for yards. Like it's I don't see it happening anytime in the future. But were, were you right. at were you at NCAA's the last time they did it in short course meters? That was a long time ago. Like two thousand and four, no. Two thousand and four, that's what it was. You you were just out. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. They did. They made this little switch, and they did it NCAA's and in, in short course meters. And I hated it. I thought it, I thought it was terrible. I at the time. <laughs> I, think we, I think there was a bunch of records broken. I think Simon Burnett was there. Yeah. No, I think I think Fred Bousquet broke the world record. Hey, 21, 21, 21, maybe twenty-one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was quick. Auburn, Auburn destroyed that meet. They, they, they won easily. I think that might have been the the George Bavel era where. They'd gone in and just dominated. The um, hammer of... Uh, hammer of justice. The hammer of justice. <laughs> yeah. I just had Commonwealth Youth Games in Trinidad and Tobago as well. I heard that was... Really? Um, yeah, they had, yeah, I heard it was quite um, an experience. Speaking of um, events that are dying, Kurt, I heard, the, I heard the Commonwealth Games is pretty much dead. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, it's looking for a new yeah. host. Obviously, um, Melbourne, um, you know, um, the Premier there saw the... You got the books and saw that... It was going to cost a lot, of, a lot more than they thought, and so um, yeah, and then so they um, burned two hundred and fifty million dollars to get out of the contract. Well, that's how bad it was. That's how bad the deal was. I think, and um, you know, I Ooh. I love or hate Dan Andrews as the premier. I think it takes a fair bit of guts, especially in Australia, to pull the pin on something that um, I know Australians and Megs would agree are very, very hardcore, passionate about. Um, but then Gina Gina Reinhardt, who's one of Australia's wealthiest um, people through, um, you know, mining, uh, mining magnate who loves swimming um, and make no mistake about Gina, um, whatever you think. And I disagree with her on most topics ranging from politics to the environment and beyond. But this woman saved swimming in Australia um, and she what she did to, to help the swimmers and help Swimming Australia out of a, a big hole post London in 2012. Um, she's been a huge supporter of, of swimmers since since that time and you, you saw her she was on she was there in Fukuoka and in the crowd with um you know with all the the parents of the swimmers as well and there's the swimmers who are swimming now um Kate Campbell comes to mind as well but that would be retired if it wasn't for Gina and swimmers that are still going as well She's obviously a big supporter of you know Kyle and, and Kaylee and, and all the big names and so, um, yeah, Gina's a, a big part of that, and she wants it to, to come to Queensland. Um, whether that will happen, um, I'm not too sure. But um, certainly she's a big factor in, in the success um, of why, you know, Australia topped the gold medal tally in the World Championships and why they've gone from probably their darkest hour in the modern era um, in 2012 to, to the best that they've, they've almost ever been um, at, at World Champs this year. Mm. So we need Bro. a sugar mama. Is that what you need? We need Jeff Bezos' <laughs> ex-wife, you know? Hey, can you mind dumping a few sugar million over here? Yeah, yeah. No, uh, Melinda Gates. Money and incentives are very important, right? I mean, 
America offered like a million bucks that if you're on Team USA and we win these relays, that we'll split all the money up and everyone can get a few thousand bucks. And it's just the most ridiculous communist thing I've ever heard in my life. You're not on that relay, bro. You're not swimming on that relay. If you're not in the morning relay, if you're not on the afternoon relay, you don't get a million bucks. That's the way it should be. Instead, now they're, oh, yeah, you win all these relays and we'll give you each five grand. And all these guys that swim open water, they get five grand. And the breaststrokers, we'll give them five grand too. You know, that's not a very good incentive. That's what I'm saying. Sounds like Gina Reinhardt stroking checks to swimmers in Australia is a good incentive. Yeah, we all need one of those. <laughs> yeah it doesn't um it doesn't hurt that's for sure and um well we saw um obviously um kyle and matt temple going back to play a bit of park footy and then um i think the takeaway from kyle is well he thinks paris is going to be his last olympics but he's not going to retire he said he wants to defend his world title that's why i thought maybe he'll pop into um doha in february and maybe have a float if not um he'll be back for the, for the next world championships as well you just never know with kyle um what he's going to do um, that's for sure, which always makes it exciting. And then got some good news for the, that men's four by one as well. Um, William Yang, who um, obviously um, is, was a big part of that um, that four by one as well, and um, underwent back surgery um, this year, and he's back into his rehab, and um, he's working with uh, a big gymnastic strength group uh, there in Sydney that I know very well. So hopefully, um, William Yang can can get back to his best, and that's going to be great for um, that Australian men's four by one. It's probably a, a similar kind of um, rehab, prehab um, kind of gymnastic strength that you've seen Cam McAvoy implement as well. Um, a lot of body weight stuff, um, yeah, a lot of just um, kind of not just fixing the problems, but that prehab is a big word starting to come in for a lot of these swimmers as well. Now making sure that you can strengthen yourself so those injuries don't happen in, in the future as well. We individualize training in the pool, so why not individualize your nutrition? Erica Barney of Barney Wellness Building will help you and your swimmers get exactly what each athlete needs through genetic testing and personalized nutrition plans. So stop guessing what you should and shouldn't be putting into your body. Athletes within a few weeks have noticed they're recovering faster because they're fueling their body with what they need and staying away from what their body hates. Erica understands swimming. She gets it. She's worked with over 20 Olympians, including the fastest man in the world, Caleb Dressel. Group discounts are available, so go to Biney Wellness Building and get in touch with Erica today. That's Biney, B-E-I-N-E, wellnessbuilding.net. Vasa has been the go-to training tool outside of the pool for over 30 years. Vasa's products are ideal for developing power and proper technique in your swimmer's catch. Add a few Vasa trainers to your pool deck and it's like adding an extra lane to your swimming pool. Go to vasatrainer.com, use code BREAD at checkout and get 10% off anything from Vasa. What about the, um, what about the exclusive on the Cam McAvoy interview? You know, uh, Dude, I just ordered my rings, bro. I'm going <laughs> to be doing these ring things, bringing my legs all the way up, holding with one arm. Well, it's interesting. We've got, you know, a, a, a you know, these, these organizations that cover swimming news and yet uh, one of the, one of the greatest exclusives in the history of swimming news doesn't get any coverage at all. It's always funny, but um, where is Kurt? Why is he whispering? Can we get him? Can we get him like a, a, a walk around with the, with the phone? He's in here? the airport. I think he's at the airport. There oh, he's in the Virgin Why are you whispering? I'm oh, sorry. That was the flight attendant who was just telling me uh, it's, my flight is looks like it's going to board soon. So um, oh, I think I'm going to safe travels. Bow out. Uh, but yeah, I'll be back in New York. Um, a few things I wanted to, uh, yeah, William, ba uh, William Yang's coming back. Um, we saw Chelsea Hodges, of course, part of Australia's four by one medley relay winning team um, there at, at the Olympics in Tokyo. She's come back from that second um, hip surgery up at um, Queensland Shore Course. Looks like she's had a good comeback. And Mitch Larkin now under... Vinny Chase there, um, uh, back from that um, shoulder surgery that he had where his subscaps got completely ripped off the bone. So it was a really um, intense re recovery for him. So he's really charging, looking for his fourth Olympics if he can qualify for Paris next year. And looks like he's targeting that um, 100, 200 backstroke. So Larkin not done with yet either. Mm. Interesting. Right. Hot news. Thanks, Kurt. Kurt, Ciao, looking guys. good, mate. Speak to you soon. Travel safe. 
back, back. Strauss so committed. He was ready to miss his flight to get that in. What a guy. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was going to be... Man bun looks good too. Yeah. Yeah. The swimming whisperer. Um, so uh, going back to the Cam McAvoy interview, um, that was probably our top listen podcast in like the last 10 months or something. Maybe right, more, awesome. maybe more than that. Mm. That was awesome. Honestly, everywhere I've been since that interview, people come up to me and they're like, hey, what do you think of that interview? And I'm like, yeah, it was freaking awesome. And they're like, so like, is it this, see, this is the thing I want to talk about quickly. People hear this stuff. And they don't believe it. Like, I've, I've, I've had this sort of thing with coaches forever. Like, a coach will come up to me and be like, oh, I've heard Ben doesn't swim that, like, much volume. No, he doesn't. But is he actually not? Right, here's his workouts from myself. Like, you can see him all. This was the only lead up to him being world champion. Oh, so he doesn't do that. No, and then they go back to their program and they do volume. And all these people come up to me and they're like, so is this really what Cam's doing? I'm like, yeah, is this what Cam's doing? Like, you heard his story. Like, the, 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 the most telling thing was he didn't do anything for a year and swum quicker than he did in season on this program. Stop just doing the same crap if you're a coach. Like, work it out yourself. But, yeah, seriously, UK, Hong Kong, people are coming up to me at pools, and they're like, wow, what an interview. It was brilliant, Brett. Thank you for... Uh, Appreciate it, mate. Well, you know, the funny thing is, what people don't fully realize is Cam, Cam actually wrote a paper. Look at this. Strength and movement. He actually wrote a thesis, like a paper, before he started his got formulas and everything nerd um, look he's got little uh, flow charts formulas yeah like super super nerd he's got he's got pictures now this is a this is a thesis so so cam wrote a thesis and sent it to me before he started his training nine months ago wrote it all out and um so at, at the start of the interview before we um got it up and going i said listen cam you can't give this stuff away it's too valuable like you're it's too good and so yeah sunny in, in what people are saying is like, is this serious? Is Cam really doing this? Is Cam, Cam's written a thesis on this. And then he's gone out and executed it. And I said to him, mate, you need to hold on to this information. I've got it in front of me, which is nice. I can read through it. And, and he's doing incredible stuff. And it, and it is. And that's why I said in the interview, it's going to change the way we think about swimming because he's actually put it down on paper and he can go out after hopefully – for his sake, he goes out and wins a, a, an Olympic title off this and does what he, he maybe gets under 21 off this as well. So it's like he's got it all planned out and then he can go and tell the world and sell it. But it's real. It's happening. It's He's doing something completely out of the box in terms of like, he look, when I sat with Salo, him and I, Salo's written a book called Sprint Salo 30 years ago. So like th these concepts aren't new to Dave Salo or to the world necessarily, but and then, and then I've used them in my training to, to coach Olympic champions, world record holders. So, like, the concepts of what Cam is putting into his thesis are, are similar, but he's just taking it to a next level where he's really focused on 50 performance. You know, Dave and I both talked about the fact that ours relates, you know, to sprinting and swimming and, and endurance primarily for the 100 Cam has taken it to the next level and shifted the focus primarily to the 50 where it's really just top end speed and, um, and taking that to another level. So in that respect, it's really cool what he's doing. And yeah, it was really, really good to get the interview and yeah. Um, it's nice to throw a little shade on those organizations that won't give us any love, you know, just, just, just to clarify, don't ask this question that the issue is that they are only out for themselves and they will happily put down a swimmer, a coach, just to get clout, like, and, and to get money and to get attention. They're, they're not actually good for the sport. All they've done was banish the ISL and talk negative about the ISL and whine about the ISL. And the ISL was the best thing the sport had, had in such a long time. You know, it wasn't perfect. No, no one ever thought it was perfect. But it didn't need, like, they could have supported it in any sort of way. And I've, I've heard a story behind the scenes, which I, I don't, Feel comfortable sharing that just makes me hate them even more so yeah i'll tell you guys after we just just to, just to clarify <laughs> yeah listen there's competition in every aspect of life right and some people do well with competition some people embrace competition other people try and squash their competitors so for those people saying they don't understand the shade we're for competition we're for sunny sunny and i compete against each other in respects in some ways 
And here we are as brothers coming together on a show to for the betterment of the sport. Yes, that's what we do. And then there's other organizations that want to squash you and destroy you and and, and just put you out of the take anything that you create and just make it their own. Take anything you create and and pretend it's theirs and then don't give you any credit and rip you off all the time and exactly constantly right. constantly trying to squash you, won't let people come on your show, go and steal the people that are on your show and get them all sorts. Like there's so many inner, inner workings, guys. It's just not the way that we do business clearly. You know, we're, we're for swimming. And then the, and listen, swimming world, swimming world does a great job. They're, they're for us, you know, like they say, they say to Nate, Hey, how can we use what we have and what use what you have and put it together and collectively we can make swimming better. And then there are other organizations that we know of that just are trying to actively squash us and destroy us. And that's not cool. And I'm not going to stand for it. You know, you think that we're just going to walk away and, and run and hide. It's not going to happen, you know. But also, you guys can enjoy everything you want, and you have every right to enjoy what you want to enjoy. We're not telling you not to enjoy something. So, uh, oh, you yeah. know, you enjoy whatever like whatever content you want, and there's there's plenty of great stuff out there beyond us as well. Oh, and I don't I don't not look at anything just for the sake that, that we're in competition. I I look at everything. You know, I see everything that's out there, but I don't try and actively squash it until somebody tries to actively squash me then it's like oh it's game on you know then now you've got a motherfucker on your on your tail you know so back back to the topic was on previously though with, with cam what i would love to see like cam kind of run um is a qualification in sprint coaching so instead of having an asker coaching qualification or a british swimming nonsense coaching qualification like i don't have um, you can be like a certified sprint coach where you've been educated by not necessarily Cam, but someone who's, you know, professional delivering what Cam's learned. And you can then run a proper sprint program that makes swimmers faster and love the sport and not just get slow all year round on the hope of a taper. Uh, that's what I'd like to see. I'd like to see sprint qualifications in swimming. And, and I, I think, you know, Cam's thesis could be a step in that direction. Yeah, it'll be nice when we can really release. He he can release it. It's his information. It's yeah. his, it's his stuff. And that's what I said to him. Like, let's let's talk about the basics. But um, in terms of like really diving into it, that's yours in the future that you can monetize and you can sell. And um, you know, maybe maybe even certify people in in some sort of training plans or whatever. I don't know. But uh, it's really interesting. Um, it's not so. It look. It's not so different that you know, people aren't doing, I'm not saying that there's, there's, everybody's doing pieces of it. He's just kind of put it together for this one training environment to say, this is how I'm going to get maximal top end speed. And it's more of like what they're doing in track and field where, you know, you have your, your guys that can run for 10 seconds and that's it, you know, and then you've got your guys that can run for 10 minutes and, and that they're, they're on completely different programs. And that's, that's kind of, you know, swimming's always been like, hey, we start at 7 a.m., everybody dives in together and we finish at 9 a.m. and everyone gets out together. That's always been swimming. That's net, that's that's That hasn't been track and field for 50 years, you know? So what the comparisons between the sports is like, hey, there's specialized athletes here and, and we need to start to focus on that. And I think that's just what Cam and some others are doing is saying, hey, this is a specialized event. And if you want to compete in it, you better start to specialize. So Yeah, I think um, it's, you know, you said like 10 sec, run for 10 seconds or run for 10 minutes. And actually it's more like, you know, he's trying to go 20 seconds and instead of going 46 seconds, you know, yeah. it's like he's even making it smaller. Um, yeah. You know, he, he, he talks about that in the, in the podcast. One of my, one, one of the parts I thought was the most interesting was him saying like, no, I'm not training for the hundred at all like no i'm just trying to get from one end of the pool to the other end of the pool as fast as i can and if i try to do both i'm gonna not be able to go all in on this 50 freestyle and it's not going to be good um and interestingly enough we've had some people on the pod this year that have also kind of hey i'm going to scale back i'm just going to focus on the 50 marcello cherigini was on here right boom Mm -hmm. he's just training for the 50 just training for the 50 he swims 100 he goes 47 
First yeah. time in a few yeah. years he had gone 47. It was almost the identical story. He kept training hard, kept training hard, kept doing what he was supposed to be doing, and he kept going slower and slower and slower, just like Cam was saying, you know? And then, boom, he took a year off, and in just a couple of months he was going faster in season than he was when he was in the best shape of his life and blah, blah, blah. And listen, it's it's beyond this. This argument that ke- keeps coming up, of this Michael Andrew argument, and Michael Andrew does zero zero resistance work it's crazy cam Cam mcavoy does 95 percent resistance work so when you're comparing usrpt and michael andrew to cam mcavoy and what he's doing they're completely different systems they're they're not training the same way yes he's training speed and all out but he's doing it in a completely different way than michael andrew so it's not usrpt to stop getting caught up in this all cam's doing is swimming fast He's, he's doing gymnastics. He's doing, um, you know, incredible um, gym work. Uh, Michael Andrews doing none of that, none of it, okay? So the strength training that he's doing, the resistance, the power, uh, that's what Cam is doing. It's completely different to USRPT. We've said oh, okay. that. Go ahead, Sonny. Sorry, I was just going to say, Tom said a lot of people tried it, like Andrew and USRPT, but even if USRPT was similar, which is not, that's one person. Two, no one's tried USRPT. There's not been like a massive cohort or onboarding of people doing USRPT over the years, even after Michael's success with that type of training. And while, yes, resistance training exists in, in swimming, nothing has been as, as specific as what Cam's done. So I, I don't think loads of people have tried it over the years. Like, And there, there's only outliers. Cam trains on his own with the guidance of Tim. You know, Ben and Flo are training pretty much on their own with the guidance of a few coaches. There's... there's Dylan's training on his own. There's, there's a few sprinter guys who are working on the 50s, Nick Santos, but they're on their own. There's not like support networks or groups or training centers for this type of training. And if you actually want to go to one of your supported national centers, they, they will do anything but let you train like this. So it's not been done a lot over the years. And there's nowhere to go unless you're sort of able to run it on yourself. It's mm. we're, we're, we're so lacking. There'll be people... Who would have, like, if Cam never done this, we wouldn't be having this conversation. And he would go down as a 100 freestyler who had an, an, an average 53, a 21-6. And now we're talking about the third fastest guy in history who's looking more likely to break the world record than anyone we've seen in the last 13 years because he took a chance on himself. I, I think there's so much more to this. And there needs to be ways to, to support athletes who might have this capability should they have somewhere to go. That being said, the USRPT thing is not, it's not crazy different. Like Cam sat, sat there and said, like, you should sprint as much as you can every day. Like that is essentially the thesis of USRPT, but it was, yeah, it was how much you spend at race pace or or beyond. And that's what Michael does. And that's what Cam does in a different way. It's the same concept in a different Mm -hmm. way. Yeah. Which is, which is totally awesome. If that's why when Michael Andrew finally starts doing actual things like power towers, like it's crazy he's never used one and he's as fast as he is you know well the 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 similarity is too is that we're not using aerobic training as the base right mm-hmm. like pure aerobic training in the sense of there's aerobic components to an anaerobic speed work right like you can't have anaerobic without aerobic they're they're one in the same they they they're on the continuum together so you can't not have aerobic training if you're doing anaerobic training but it's not the regular building of the base to say, hey, we're going to go 5,000 of just light, easy swimming at a heart rate of 130. Zone two, right, yeah. yeah, that kind of crap. So it's like that's what that's what they're getting away from there. And um, But, yeah, look. look and and that's it- still like a huge thing too, Brett. Like you just see them all on Twitter. Like these guys just love zone two. Everyone, Kurt, if oh. Kurt was here, he's zone two champion of the world. <laughs> you know, and, and, and there's a place for zone two. For people that aren't swimming the 50 freestyle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I'm going to get into just this. Just the 50 yeah. freestyle. You, you don't need 3100s. I am going to get Dave Salo on, on record tomorrow. We're going we're gonna to record this. And this is going to be one of my specific questions with Salo. So I'm going to get him. He he put it such a beautiful way because he knows the science. I mean, he's got a PhD in this stuff. So he's written books on it. But um, he put it he put it so well. And, and look, he applied his theories to Us Maluli, you know, and, and he won – not only did he win the 1500 he won the 10k at the olympics and and he and he used these theories um so you know in terms of trying to dig into that a little bit we'll do that as well 
Megan, I know that you want to be a 50 freestyle desperately, right? Absolutely. I was always uh, a little bit jealous of that stuff, but I think it's, um, I think it's really exciting for swimming though. Like I feel like Cam has, has made it a little bit more exciting um, because there are new ways and, and new paths that and it might not be new for you guys, but people, you know, watching swimming and watching how to swim, even a 50 or a hundred, like there's, you know, you can do it not easier, but smarter. I think it's, that's exciting. Um, and I think you should always be learning. I think in swimming, it's always, it's a sport that you should always be learning in. If you're not learning, then you're probably not going to get any faster. So um, I say, yeah, good on Cam. And I think, you know, those countries going to have to support him. Like Swimming Australia have to support that and not just, you know, quash, squash, sorry, like, you know, oh, you're just a sprint program. Don't worry about it. You know, encourage them. Encourage that to be a pure-based sprinting program. Um, or if it's a mid-distance program, like whatever kind of it is, you need to kind of, definitely have that support and financial backing behind it because you know otherwise cam only gets one shot and um but yeah he's i found his um in his podcast with you guys so interesting he, he loves it like he's just so specific in detail and i think that's the key is is detail it's not overall yeah i just did 50 freestyle rip and grip it's so mm. much more so yeah and, um, and interesting and to your to your point, I mean that what that's what Cam was saying too. He he feels like Australia and Rohan Taylor giving him the opportunity to go and do this little program. He couldn't have done it anywhere else. That's what he was trying to say. Now I think you're right. It's going to open up the floodgates, and someone like a Rohan yeah. Taylor is going to be like, yeah, this this thing worked. Like who who else wants to come and do this? You know, it, it made me think um, over the last couple of weeks, like how many guys and gals that are out there that like swam at a normal college program that were. 18-5 in the 50-yard freestyle that never really gave long course a chance, that never really gave sprinting a chance. To, to You could, in 12 months, if you if you did a program like this, man, you really could surprise yourself. And all of a sudden, we might have someone show up at Olympic trials swimming the 50 freestyle that we hadn't heard of or seen from for several years. Hey, it's, guys. It's exciting. Um, it's 8 o'clock. i got to run. No sweat. i got stuff to do. I'll talk to you. <laughs> Bye. Good to catch up. <laughs> Destro Swim Towers. Gain strength in the water with a tower of power. Save $150 per double swim tower by using code BRETT, B-R-E-T-T, -T, at checkout. DestroMachines.com.